Welcome to the Fit360 podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear from the top personal trainers and respected wellness practitioners in the space. They'll be talking about stuff like how moving your body is essential to a robust well-being, how to age with strength and with grace, how to nourish your mind and body through good nutrition versus the latest fad diets, and so much more. If you want a deep dive into a lifestyle of trainers and those who assist in true healthcare, then you're in the right place. This place was created for you to help you improve your future well-being. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, Fit Family. Back again with another episode of Fit360 Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, man. Um, this guy I've known for many, many, many years. When I first moved to Atlanta in 2008 and went to work at a gym called uh, Jim Buckhead. This guy was in there hawking up all the clients, man. He was the man that everybody, he was a trailblazer in the fitness business. And when I tell you this guy, he was training multiple people at a time. I'm talking about five, six, seven, eight people. And he was just around the gym, just back and forth, like a monkey on a tree, man. <laughs> I mean, it was a sight to see, to watch him. Um, it was it was amazing. And everybody, I mean, he was the busiest guy in the gym, man. It, it was beautiful to see that. That is something that's very possible. Kind of remind, remind me of when I was in New York myself. I was, I was like him. I was the guy that was busy, had all the clients, used to follow. But I came to New York, up to Atlanta, and I had to give this guy some respect. I was like, what? This is me. And this is a guy that has a, a big opinion about everything and, you know, speaks his truth. No matter what, it doesn't, he doesn't care who likes him, who don't like him. And it's one thing I love about him, you know, you can be mad at him today and love him tomorrow. And I think that's 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 how people need to be. And he's always great to talk to, he's fair. And I'm glad to have him on my podcast today, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. We're gonna have a lot of things to talk about. And um, this guy has mega, mega experience, so Looking forward to this conversation, John. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. Man, everybody, welcome John White. How's it going? Super trainer. Now, um, working at, um, doing this thing at uh, Fit360 Total Training here in Miami Circle. And um, let's go, man. Let's have this conversation. Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So tell me, how long you been in the business? I started training people in 1987. Mm -hmm. um, I was working at a gym over in uh, on Franklin Road, Gold's Gym. Okay. Me and Daryl Stafford were training partners. Yeah, I remember Daryl. Uh, he had started there, and then uh, Chris Garvey opened uh, it was another Gold's. He opened it on uh, Roswell Road in mm -hmm. 1993, I believe. And uh, so I moved over there. I, I did a short stint at Jeans, and then I went over to uh, <clears throat> Chris Garvey was the owner. Um, goals on Roswell Road. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the same gym that they yep. came came with Jim Buckhead. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
been a lot of wild things about back uh, in the day. It was a very wild gym back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Place to be. Right. Place right. to be, you know. No, Early nineties and and it was uh, bodybuilding was king and you know by mm -hmm. you know, fitness was huge and mm -hmm. Garvey opened up this nice gym and you know, he uh, he was, a, he was a pretty good business guy. Went around to all the strip clubs and gave all the strippers free memberships. And so <laughs> you had a plethora of strippers and drug dealers and wow. meatheads. And I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, too. it was crazy. Sounds like a lot of fun back yep. then, man. I heard, I heard the stories, man. That yeah, be... fights and I oh, mean, right. it was, it was a, it was a wild place to be. Yeah, wild place to be. So, so, so tell me. Um, why, why you decide to, to become a trainer? Well, kind of just it kind of just happened. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was competing. That story. I was competing, and then uh, right had a, a girlfriend, not a girlfriend, but just a friend who wanted to do a show and asked me to help her. And so I started training her, and then it kind of just Brad mushroomed. Mush yeah, mushroomed. Yeah, just mushroomed into this. So. I really wasn't, it wasn't like I planned to do it, it just kind of evolved. Yeah. And, and like, shit, this yeah. feels good. Well, I mean, you know, I knew I couldn't work for some, I, I couldn't be a business guy. Right. You know, I can't work in a, in a business atmosphere and, you know. Totally I mean, agree, man. I mean, the I just. what I know about you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm I who I am that. and, you know, I'm loud, you know, I'm, sometimes my language gets a little out of hand. And, right. You're just um, passionate, man. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's just the gym is just a place I feel really, really comfortable. And I mean, I was in there all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. And then it's just you know, it's been. It, I have to admit, you know, it's been pretty good to me. You know, did um did um there there's some similarities about so far. There's a lot of similar similarities between you and I in terms of being in the, in the business. And I kind of want to tread in that a little bit and see how it how that evolved. Did you start training before gyms hired trainers back then? No. So gyms had hired trainers back well, then? Well, you know. So well, you said about 70, yeah. what, what year was that? 97? 87. 87. So what I did, I'd moved over to Atlanta, you know. Um, from where? From, uh, from Birmingham. From Birmingham. So okay. yeah, I grew up in Texas, then I moved to Birmingham, and then Birmingham was just not for me. Right. So then I moved over here, and. Um, you know, I was just kind of not really knowing what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and all that. So I went to work for goals, just kind of, you know, just right. work, being an employee. Right. Because I like being in the gym. Right. You know, and I'd ran a couple of gyms in Birmingham and stuff like that. But um, so I just kind of, you know, doing that, just kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And, you know, Daryl and I were training partners. And he was getting ready for the nationals and I was competing. And, and it just kind of, you know, that. And then, you know, I was giving a percentage to the gym like it started out. And then, uh, you know, it just so it wasn't like a rent thing the way. It no, and then going. once Chris Garvey opened up, he went to this just you know like a uh, you know independent contractor. Got it. Got and it. then so you know you start okay, this is a lot better than paying rent, mm -hmm. or not paying rent, but you know giving a percentage. Yeah, percentage. And then it just kind of you know it's just kind of grown, you know, and. Okay. Uh, it's been a good life for me, you know. I mean, just not knowing what you want to do, you know. I was playing college football and I got hurt, and then you know I didn't get along with the coach, and me being young and retarded and stupid, you know, <laughs> I got kicked out of school, and then 
my parents thought it'd be a good idea because I was actually born in Birmingham mm-hmm. and I had relatives in Birmingham. So he thought it'd be a good idea for me to get a break. I was kind of doing some stupid things and uh, thought I just needed to give Texas a break. So I went over there and <clears throat> trying to find your way. Yeah, you know, playing football I also got into the bodybuilding thing. Right. And uh, so I really, you know, I've been doing something competitive since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I you mean being sports. Yeah, sports. And, playing and football, then, baseball. Right. And then growing up, right and then about movement. 15, uh, I was playing high school football, and uh, my dad got transferred out to Texas, so <clears throat> I was playing out there. And then I had a running back coach named Mark Browles, who became a very prominent uh, college coach. And then some things happened, and you know that mm-hmm. kind of fell apart. But he really inspired me because he just had an unbelievable physique. Right. And then, so, you know, I'd always kind of been into the human body and how it looked and mm-hmm. uh, even when I was young. And the performance of yeah. it and all that. And then, so I started, he started a powerlifting team uh, in high school. So I got into that. So we were traveling around the state of Texas competing and um, in powerlifting meets. And then I just, I just really had the bug for working out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like I said, you know, I got a college scholarship. So I was down in Southwest Texas, and uh, you know when I was taking a recruiting trip, there was a guy named Wes Carroll, and I kind of noticed that all you know all the girls were kind of hanging out with him, and I'm like, you know, whatever this guy's doing, I need to I be doing. Do that. And he had just won the <laughs> Texas in bodybuilding, so I started hanging out with him. So we'd get up early in the morning, work out. I'd go do meetings for football, then we'd practice, and I'd work out afterwards. And then we'd actually drive to Austin, Texas, 30 minutes away, and work out again. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I was just, it, it was just, you know, I was just addicted. Right. And then so I'm one of like the, the, the back of what people call meat, Jim Meathead. Oh, I was a total Sorry, meathead. Jim I've always, I've, I've yeah. been a Jim Rat, Jim Meathead, yeah. Yeah. the whole deal. And uh, so, you know, I just, and then I started, you know, you start you seeing your body change, and, and you start growing, and, you know, next thing I know, I'm getting moved from, running back to linebacker because I put on some weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I really had to buck, right. you know? And then, so then I got hurt and like I said, I had a falling out with a coach. And so, you know, one thing led to another, next thing you know, I'm out of school. Right. And uh, so I moved to Birmingham mm-hmm. and there was a guy named Mike Brown who owned a gym called Vulcan Gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started running his gym mm-hmm. and then I was competing and doing all that. And then I just started, you know, a little bit of personal training, but not much, just mainly running the gym. Right. And then I met a girl from Atlanta, and then so She's like, Yo. I needed to get out of Birmingham because it was just, you know, it, it, Birmingham's just a lot slower than Atlanta. And then right. I'm young, and right. so I move over here, and I go to Goals, and met Daryl, and we started training. Daryl was competing, too. He oh, Daryl was, was big time. Oh, yeah, Daryl was big time. He ended up getting his pro card. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was my aspirations, you know. Really not so much. So did you want to become a pro? Oh, yeah. You know, I thought I was going to, you know, turn pro, do the Olympia, mm-hmm. the whole deal, right. you know. Um, but that, that's the way I've always been my whole life. I've had to set hefty goals. You know, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to go to college and win the Heisman Trophy. Right. Not realizing that, you know. You can get hurt. Well, it happens. just, no, it's totally, you know, I mean, I just wasn't that good. But in my mind, I was that What's good. Your, okay. Same way with body. Nothing wrong with you that, know? man. It's same gotta, way with body. you got to believe yeah. in yourself, right? Yeah. So, you know, the whole personal training thing really wasn't my main focus it was more competing and doing all that mm-hmm. but at the same time 
you had to make an income. Right. You know, so and the money was there. Yeah. And you were getting the business. Yeah. People was, was yeah. Fine. And then, you know, like I said, I started training a girl named Terry Wade, who's now runs her own pharmaceutical company and, you mm -hmm. know, very successful. And uh, it just kind of mushroomed into one client led to two, two led to four, four led to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And before you know it, I'm like, money, oh my money, God, money I'm coming in. I'm yeah. busy, you know, right. Right. I'm having to get up at two o'clock in the morning, do my cardio, and go home and eat, come back and train, you know, train at lunch again in the afternoon training people not getting home to nine or ten o'clock at night wow so uh, again a lot of yeah. similarities yeah. that i have yeah how and much did you start it how much did you charge back like the first time you charged started it? off charging 30 bucks an hour 30 bucks an hour 30 bucks was 40. yeah 30 you bucks know. an hour um and then it just kind of you know you kind of every now every couple of years you go up kinda a little bit it, yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. so now it's to the point you know and i'm not the type that I would rather have, you know, multiple people mm -hmm. charging, may, paying a little less. bit less. Right. So you but you know, you get three or four or today. five people yeah. paying sixty, you know, sixty bucks an hour, you're doing all right. Yeah. You know, absolutely. rather than because I get very bored. Still one of the highest paying jobs. Yeah. Believe it or not, we yeah. really think about yeah. it. Yeah. And then so you know, and so I did it that way because multiple people keep me going. Right. You know, when I'm one on one, I tend to get a little bored. Right. Because they can't keep going. But also there's a cluster of people that wants to train at the same time every yeah. day. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I want to come in at 9 o'clock. This person want to come in at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Yep. Because they want to spend the rest yep. of the day doing other things yep. that they want Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so you, you can't really help it. You're going to have to train yeah. people. But, and also multiple people keep me going, keep me motivated. Right, right. You so, know, because so they get what they want and you yeah, get what you want. Because I can have somebody doing side laterals while I'm helping somebody, you know, bench press or right. squat or shoulder press. Because, you know, I, I just don't need to be a, I don't need to babysit, you know, Everybody. somebody doing side laterals or right. bicep curl. I watch their form. Right. But you don't have to be there, you know. Yeah, you want to be there when somebody's doing like a bench press, exactly. shoulder press, major movements, right. major movements. Right. That's where I want to be when, there. Where weight because, can fall on somebody. Exactly because you know I'm a very old school. Right. I train people the way I train, and you know it's 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 old fashioned. You it's, know it's drop sets, it's four strip. Absolutely, it's where it started. It's the foundation. You know, and then so, you know, that's my focus mm -hmm. is training people the way I do. Right. And it's not for everybody. No, you know? it's not. But it's still a click. But it's still the basis. Though. Exactly. It's the basis exactly. because it's it's the foundation, yep. your way of training. Because mm -hmm. no matter how you look at it, it always comes back to that yep. way. Yeah. And even though we can have the other stuff that uh, you know the the agility stuff. Oh the yeah. I mean, stuff, there's, which there's is great. Absolutely. TRX. But we still gotta know? come back to that exactly. foundation way of, exactly. of, of of training. And that's just been my whole way, mm -hmm. my whole my whole life. You know? And believe it or not, that people who want that type, that body, really have to train that way. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. want to admire the person who looked that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I've been very lucky that, you know, I have that niche and I have the people who, who want to train the that way. Right. You know, because, right. you know, it's not for everybody. It's not. It's no. not for everybody. There's you know, no one way for everybody. And I've had, you know, like Clark Brown's been a client of mine since 1997. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Wow, he's so, eighty-two years old, Jesus. and he acts like he's thirty. And he's still here. They do three days a week, hardcore. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, the guy just is. Uh, you well, know, he is my goes to show you how the way you're training when you train somebody creates longevity. Absolutely, and you know, 
as long as I've known him, not one day has he come in here and go, I feel old today. Right. Not no, one day. No, no, not one no, day right. since and 1996. I, and I've, I've known Clark just as long as I know you. Yep. Not if not to talk to no, him, no, no, but yep. I see you training yep. him yep. from day one. I mean, yep. I walked in that gym yep. and still train him today. And he, he goes everywhere you go. Yep. Here, I mean, most of your clients are, like, are, are with me. 95% of my clients have followed me right. wherever yeah, I go. You know, I want to go back a little bit, um, kind of go over. Did you think, or do you know, or do you feel that the the training that the, the, that you got into kept you out of trouble? Being in the gym, tr um, bodybuilding, and all that stuff kind of kept you out of trouble. To, to some degree, I do believe. That. So that's one benefit yeah. that you got yeah. from that. Yeah. And the other benefit would be the health aspect. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Uh, so the way you look, and it just you know because well you know to go back to my college days, my whole deal was to be a coach, mm -hmm. you know. But looking back on it now, you know, the way these kids are today, there's just there's just no way, right? Because you know it's just you didn't have video games back then. And all exactly. That. Well, it, it's just the whole discipline thing discipline. now, mm -hmm. and all that. So it was my way of motivating people, right? Without you know being what I wanted to be because. And the end result, I was doing student teaching, and I'm going, I can't deal with these kids, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't deal with weak-minded people. Right. And then so, in some ways, the way I do train my people is you can't be a weak-minded person. Right. Because if you're weak-minded, then you're just not going to be able to handle. Because, I mean. You're aggressive. I, I, very. I yeah. try to be very intense. Right. You know, I'm loud. Um, I try to be motivating. Mm -hmm. And then so, I'm just. I can't be a babysitter. Yeah, you. I mean, you said you are the way you are, yeah. and your clients have no complaints about. Even if they complain, you know what they say they, that they do. They still, they still love. Yeah. they still love the way you. Yeah. Are, you know, and then you, you know. But as they get older, you have to kind of. You can't be quite as hardcore as you used to be. Right, you got to back it down a little, a little bit, bit because people get older, they get hurt easier. I mean, trust me, I've torn everything on my body, mm -hmm. and uh, I have to train like an old. Now, right. because right. I just my body just I, it just doesn't work right so I try to keep people from going down the path that I went down mm -hmm. you know because you can act like an idiot and train like a maniac and then you're gonna end up like Ronnie Coleman or right you know whatever and I don't right. think you know Ronnie will tell you all day long that his training didn't cause his body to be broken down well I can tell you right now my training the way it did did break my body down. you okay. know was that exactly well I mean you know tear a rotator cuff in and then you think not a big deal you go in and get surgery the surgery is bad you know and then your left shoulders you have no rotator attachments or nothing else left and then you tear your quads and you never know how you heal you know I mean mm -hmm. I've torn both my quads and the nerve didn't regenerate my quad like it's supposed to so now I have I didn't know that. oh yeah I only have two-thirds of my quad on each leg Wow, and shoulders, shoulders too? Uh, my right shoulder, believe it or not, I was doing cable crossover, tore my subscapularis right off the bone. And then after two uh, bad surgery, I'm done with show, uh, surgeries, mm -hmm. so I just dealt with it. So you, you had your athlete's moments. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was squatting until a buckhead yeah, one Saturday yeah. morning, I was warming up at 315, next thing you know, I'm on, it's on top of me, my quad's torn, I'm being carried out of the gym, and. What? You know, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was wow. Saturday morning. Saturday yeah. morning. I was warming up, 3.15. I got about halfway up, my left quad snapped. Mm -hmm. It came down on me. My left knee came in, my right knee went out. I think I tore, partially tore my right quad then. 
And then, uh, yeah, you can't walk. I mean, you literally right. cannot walk. So that's a uh, surgery. Oh yeah, surgery, and then set you back you know, on your train. Absolutely. And then you know the nerve didn't regenerate, regenerate the way it should have. So my whole vastus medialis basically doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then you know that was 2013. So were, you, were you still competing? Oh, that's 20, 2013. I toured in 2013. Oh, okay. I did my last show in 2009. Uh huh. And then, but you know, my aspirations were still to be competing. Right. But yeah, I toured in 2013, and then I uh, I tore my right one in 2015. I tore my shoulder in 2015. Um, I remember when you went for that surgery. Yeah. I didn't. I yeah. didn't really know the details per se, but yeah, I remember when you went in for some surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, a week later, I got a big abscess on my shoulder, and mm-hmm. you know. I went to a surgeon that I probably shouldn't have gone to because I was trying to save money because I just had my quad torn. So I got it fixed, so I was trying to save money on insurance. Right. So I tried to save some money, ended up costing me $10,000 more than it should have because right. I had a big abscess. And um, yeah. So then I had to be on you know IV antibiotics for seven weeks. And they were talking about amputating my shoulder and all this other crap. So, so the lesson out of that is that um, Get a good doctor. Get a, get good, a good doctor. Get a good and lawyer. I, you know, I didn't follow my own advice. Get a good trainer. I didn't follow my own advice. Right, right. I went, you know, I was trying to save a lousy 1500 bucks in deductible. Ended up costing me $10,000. Wow. And, That's you know, right I went there, through man. six months of depression because, I mean, my shoulder was never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife, let, my wife moved out for a while because mm-hmm. I was just in a really bad spot because... You know the thing that you love the most it, it, is being angry. taken away in some capacity. You were angry. Yeah, I'm always a little angry. Right. I was very angry. Right. I mean, there was a lot of days that I wanted a lot of bad stuff happen to that doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then eventually, it, you know, my head got a little bit better. Me and my wife got back together. You know, but my training's never been been the same since. Yeah. And then I had some other health issues and. Um, you know, so now I'm just basically a broken down old man who loves being in the gym and broken down old man, broken down old man, <laughs> <laughs> broken down old man. Oh, man you know, man. I still try to make the best of it, and you know, I just I'm addicted to it. I mean, I'm just, you know, I think we all have a, a capacity to get addicted to something, and mine's been this. So what's next uh, in terms of, um, you know, you got all these, you got all these goals, and you were just. Having living this life, doing all these things, is there anything next? Or are you just gonna just? I mean, you know, now I just you, you know just, you just try to make my money. And, yeah, well, because you know, I just you know, you get older, and I mean, I, I don't look the way I want to look, which mm. always you look great, man. Yeah, but I but know I mean, you look better. Yeah, like, I well, but that you know, in terms of when you're a meathead, right? You know, you're right. always a meathead, right? Right. You know, in some capacity. But what I'm, the point I'm trying to make though is that. If you took away all of those things and you were bringing yourself as a normal person in comparison to what normal oh, there's looks no doubt like, about it. there's no doubt about it. You're still there's no doubt there. about it. There's no you doubt I mean? about it. But and in some ways, I mean, and, and and the fact that you did those things when you were younger brought you to where you are physically. There's no doubt. So you you know you're yep. aging in a way that yeah, most people want to age. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, physically speaking, no. when you look, when you look at there's it. no doubt about it. You know. Yeah. And so, then, so you got to be, be grateful. Well, and then probably the health condition I had probably really helped my right. life because right. I mean, along, put things in perspective. Well, yeah, but also what goes along with bodybuilding is 
other things. Right, health. Well, just you know, just the drugs and mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. you know, you know, is, is that something you want to talk about? I'll talk about anything. So, so, uh, so when you were doing bodybuilding, you were, you were taking steroids. Absolutely. Okay. Now I know we're going to talk about somebody. I want to talk about somebody who both of us know who was a bodybuilder who was definitely on steroids, and that didn't work out good for. No, it doesn't work. Well, and if you see what's going on now in the professional bodybuilding world, right. more and more guys are downsizing. Right. Because people, they're dropping dead. I mean, for a while they were dropping dead like every week. Right. I mean, it's not natural for the human body to be 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", 300 pounds. Right. It it's isn't. just not. It isn't. It isn't. You know, and there was a young kid up and coming, great bodybuilder, Dallas McCarver, mm -hmm. dead at 26. His heart was four times the size it should have been. Steroids. He was 340 pounds. Wow. I was at his very first bodybuilding show and he was 220 and not even a good 220. Mm -hmm. But the kid just, uh, he, I mean, he blossomed overnight. But unfortunately, you know, it's just, you know, and that's my deal now. I try to educate people. Because when I got which is into why, Which is why I wanted to dive yeah, into it. Because, what, because when, I started, about. when I started, I mean, I was training at Goals in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were tons of pro bodybuilders. There were tons of national competitors. And then so in 1985, 85, I decided to do my first show. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm playing football. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, and I'm dieting. And I have nobody to help me. Nobody to give me any advice. It's like, learn, learn on your own. Right. So, and in the long term, it's been the best thing for me. Right. Because it made me educate myself. On nutrition, right. on the drugs, mm -hmm. on everything. Even though, so basically, I was my own guinea pig. Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, unfortunately, with my mentality, if one is good, five is better. Ah. I mean, I'm just that, most of the I'm that personality. That right. I'm just more is better. Right. And then come to you know, in the in the end, it's not. Right. <clears throat> and I had to learn the hard way. Right. Um, so I'm learning all my nutrition, doing my show. I ended up losing 60 pounds, not doing one bit of cardio. Whoa. I got up to 240. I got up Shit, to 240. Man. Yep. And then actually, <clears throat> I hadn't seen my parents in a while, so my parents show up for the show, and they walk right past me. Didn't even recognize me. Because I saw them for Christmas, uh -huh. and I was 240. <laughs> and I can't remember the month. It was like May or something like that I did the show. Right. And um, they, walked they walked right past me. Didn't recognize me. I lost so much weight. <clears throat> anyway, I didn't do very good, you know, mm. and then, you know, then you find out the other part of bodybuilding that you just eat excessively because right. you've deprived yourself. Off season. Well, I'm talking about after the show. Right. I would literally eat every meal till I threw up, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I put on 60 pounds in 10 days. Wow. You know, which can't be good for your heart. No. But you no. just, you know, you None deprive yourself, good. you deprive yourself that long, you know, of no, of not your food. And you know, and like with me, when I'm in, I'm all in. Right. So I mean, and you're learning. I weighed everything. I counted every calorie. You know, and then it just you deprive yourself. Right. And then so once you get that taste of like sugar again, it's like a drug. It's like a drug. It's like a drug. Right. You know. So then it's just excessive eating, and you throw up, and you know your ankles would swell up, and you know. So that was another hard lesson I had to learn. And, uh, you know, and then it's just, <clears throat> you know, and then, I, I mean, like when I started working out, I weighed 160 pounds, you know, 
The most ever weighed was 272. That's about what I weighed when yeah. I started. Yeah. The most ever weighed was 272. Jeez. You know, and then my blood pressure problems, and then all so that. So what's the what's the what's the heaviest you 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 got up to? Um, weight wise? Yeah. Two seventy two. Two seventy two. Two seventy two. So weigh so one one sixty. That's a lot of weight. Yep. Yep. Hundred twelve pounds. Hundred twelve. And what's your what's your height? You were five eight. Five eight. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot of weight. Five eight. And then so you know because it was all about just and back in those days it was just you weren't weren't concerned about being lean. And staying in, you know, it's just like, just get big, just get big. Right. And, uh, yeah, you know, and so you know you're a little soft when your girlfriend goes, you know, you might want to start thinking about losing a little bit of weight, mm -hmm. you know, but it's all about being strong in the gym and putting on as much muscle. So I went competing, and in my first show, I competed at 165. <clears throat> you know, then you start growing, then your next show is 185, then you're 195, then you're 198, then you're 205. So I got to where I was competing about 220 pounds. Okay. Um, you know, which is good weight. Yeah, good weight yeah. Class. And then, uh, you know, I, I did that. I so, competed from. So you I, did well. I brought some trophies. Mm -hmm. home. Yep. Still yeah. chasing that pro dream. The pro dream. And then, um, so I competed from '85 to '95, and then I took a little break. It was, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, to get bigger and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So I took about ten years off mm -hmm. from competing, and then I started back competing in 2005. I competed from 2005 to 2009. Okay. So, um, I want to I kind of touch back on the lesson aspect of, of, of this lifestyle. Because I, I, I did some competing myself, as you know. Yeah. The one thing I never did was the steroids. Mm -hmm. Because I, I re in my mind, I'm thinking, that's not what health is supposed to be. Because for me, it was health yeah. first. Yeah. The bodybuilding came into play for me because it was a, a way to market yep. my, yep. my my yep. business as a trainer. Absolutely, because we didn't have social media back then. It was just we had only business cards we had to rely on. Yep, you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, it was another way for to get my name to be seen to kind of learn what I could learn about more about. Oh, absolutely. Health. Yeah. So when I was being introduced to like steroids and stuff like that. Um, I was to me, mom was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to take that. I didn't even smoke a cigarette, yeah. man. Like yeah. I don't smoke none of, you know. Oh, I was yeah. like clean oh, yeah. dude. I yeah. wanted a yeah. clean life. Um, and so for me, my I'm like, that's not healthy. Like, how's that health? Well, bodybuilding is bodybuilding is not, not about bodybuilding is the most unhealthiest lifestyle you can live. I I, I believe that because even the dieting is excessive. When clients just ask me, yeah. I say, no, bodybuilding diet is not healthy. No. It's just the whole fine. aspect. Now, you know, like the way you did it mm -hmm. from a natural mm -hmm. standpoint is a hundred times more healthy than the way I did it. Right. You know, because when I did it. Which is the reason why I got out of it, too. Yeah. Because I, well, because eventually you're going to have to make that decision. Right. Am I going to take drugs or am I not going to take drugs? Guys, because everybody you're competing against is taking drugs. Take, exactly. And Be, I was like, I because, I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, even, even though I know guys that wanted to work totally against it, but then once they see you make that decision, if you want to compete. If you ever try it one time, you know you're you done. can't stop. What's, it's like any drug. Yeah, yeah. The first time is your best time. Right. You know, so the best thing is the first time you it. take a cycle, you put on 25 or 30 pounds. Now, a lot of that's water. Right. But still, but head, you just put on 25 or 30 pounds. Right, your bench press went from 200 to 300. Right. Your squat went from 300 to 400. Like, I mean, there's a, people, there's a reason people take it. It right. works. It works. And it does have a place in health. As we get older, right. you know, 
As we get older. So it's just more the quantity? Well, it's just hormone therapy. I'm, okay. You know, my philosophy now is I want to feel at 57 like I did at 25. Mm. So there's only way you're going to do that, you know, and it's hormone therapy. Right. But, and now anything, you know, you know, you could take steroids and excessive is really bad. Right. But if you take a minimum amount to keep your test levels up, I think it's, it's. I think every man over forty ought to be on testosterone. Really, I, didn't I think every woman. Because it's a natural substance in our well, body. It's, it's a hormone. It's a hormone. I right. mean, in twenty, you know, from 22, 23 to about thirty-four, thirty-five, mm. your test levels as high as it's ever going to be. Right. And then, if so you notice, though, that, you never have Alzheimer's. You don't get any of that stuff at twenty twenty-five. Right. You know, because and that's when your have, hormones. I mean, and, as, and, and my belief in life is, as we get older, as your hormones start to drop, mm -hmm. that's when all the health problems start. Gotcha. You know, that's you get, very true. well, you get, you know, you get, you get, you know, you get menopause for women. Mm -hmm. You got menopause for men. Man. I mean, men get depressed. They get a big gut. They have no sex drive. They have no energy. Right. I mean, that's all testosterone related. Right. That is the basis hormone for a man is testosterone. Now, I think anywhere between a half a cc, one cc mm. a week is perfect for a man. I've seen it change people's lives. I mean, I, I push it on my clients and, and to no go get doctors. No. So you learn, so in other words, you've learned from your mistakes. Absolutely. You know, you're at a Absolutely. point now. Yes. Absolutely. So this is, this is, Even this women is, need some wisdom comes into play. Yes. Now. Yeah. Well, that's my whole deal now is like a perfect example. I got a 16 year old client mm -hmm. and he's big time into working out, his body's changing, he's a wrestler in, in high school. And I've already, you know, I've laid down the law to him. You're gonna, right. one day you're, you're, anybody who really loves working out is eventually, they're gonna go to college mm -hmm. and then they're gonna be around other kids. And then you're gonna have other kids taking steroids. Mm -hmm. And my whole deal is to him, before you ever even think about it, I don't care where it is, what time it is, you need to call me first and let me, number one, you don't need to do it until you're at least 26, 27 years old. Right. Your hormones are the highest it's ever going to be. Right. So why she screw your... Mean. See, I started at 18. I basically stunted my own growth. So you're already at your level, and now you're putting more well, in. Well, anytime you put synthetic up. in, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're basically knocking down your natural. Right. You know, because your right. body thinks it's producing it, so it's going to naturally knock down it. your natural production. Makes so sense. in the long run, you hurt yourself. But again, I had no education. Right. I had nobody telling me, wait... You know, right? It was back. You know, it was just back then. Learn on your own, right? You know, and Makes then, sense, man. Yeah, Makes sense. and then so, you know, here this my whole goal is here, and starting at eighteen, I actually hurt my goal mm -hmm. because you know you're not going to get your full potential before you start adding something else to your body. Now, mm -hmm. as your body starts going down. Then it's okay. Right. I mean, Kai Green's a perfect example. So if you lose, like, say, five percent, you can yeah. add that five percent. Yeah. Well, as your as your hormones start dropping, right. then if you start putting them back in, right. then you're good to go. Right. And the whole deal with bodybuilding and it, it, it's a science project. Yeah. Because what works for yeah. me is not going to work for, for you. you. Yeah. What works for you is not going to work for him. Mm -hmm. What works for him is not going to work for her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a science project, and it's just something that, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, even trainers. Don't really. I, I know an ultra successful trainer. I'm not going to say his name. Mm -hmm. Ultra successful. We're at, we're at a bodybuilding show in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and you know, along with bodybuilding, is diuretics to get that dry for a show. The job, yeah. Well, but if you're on blood pressure medicine, there's certain diuretics you don't take yeah, yeah. because your um, 
your most diuretics are potassium. I mean, most of your blood pressure meds are potassium sparing. Right. If you give somebody else a diuretic that is potassium sparing, right. that's more potassium sparing, you're going to end up with a heart attack. Because even, well, my whole, my whole sickness was kidney failure. Kidney failure, right. So I had to, you know, I was on dialysis. Mm -hmm. So I actually one time went into potassium overload. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So I woke up on a Sunday morning. I had I noticed I had a hard time shaving my head. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I couldn't pick my arm up. So, you know, Sunday, I, I just feel kind of weird on Sunday. Monday, I come in, and I feel really off, like like almost like I've been drinking. Mm -hmm. And I had some early clients, and I had an 8 o'clock doctor's appointment, a cardiologist appointment, actually, to be, because I was having all these problems with the dialysis. Mm -hmm. And so I got to training this girl at, um, at 6.30, and I was walking out, and her name was Emily. And she noticed I was kind of wobbling. Mm -hmm. And uh, she called my wife and goes, Cindy, I don't know what's wrong with John, but you need to keep an eye on him. He's kind of wobbling out of here. So I drive like an idiot to the doctor, which wasn't far, and it was right there where, where my wife works. Mm -hmm. So she kind of met me and kind of noticed I was really, really out of it. Right. And uh, so I went to my doctor's appointment, which I didn't remember any of it. And then I had a dialysis appointment that day. So... Um, I go to Dallas and I tell them what's going on and I think I have no idea what's wrong with me. And they're going, you're a potassium overload. Because the problem with when you're on dialysis, your body doesn't filter anything. Mm -hmm. And the, the, I mean, anybody going through dialysis out there, if they listen to this, you know, trust me, it's the hardest thing you could ever do. Wow. It's awful. Really? It's, I'll never do it again. But they go, your next step would have been, you'd, you'd, you'd die. You'd, you'd had die. a massive heart attack and been died. Well, this guy in Pittsburgh had a massive heart attack and died in the room wow. because his trainer gave him the wrong diuretic. Wow. So you really, you know, it, it's crazy out there the number of trainers are clueless. Right. It drives me crazy. Right. It drives me crazy to see the way trainers are today. Right. Because they're terrible. I agree. They're not bad. They're terrible. terrible. And I'm not going to say any names. Because There's a guy in here. He is awful. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's awful. Yeah. And those people right there, it just gives us all a bad name. Yeah. You know, because old school client trainers, they know what they're doing. They're educated. Absolutely. And these Absolutely. new guys, well, that's my passion. Right. They're living in the basement with their mother. It's, it's and they got two or three clients, mm -hmm. and they think they're a personal. It's my passion. And they, their body look good. They go in the gym and they work out. Half of them don't even look good anymore. But, I mean, they're going off of that. Oh, yeah. Did you go to L.A. Fitness? But they you look at those clothes. trainers in there? I know. Mm -hmm. How the hell does anybody pay any money for that? I don't understand it. I you know, don't, I don't and then people, it. you know, because to me, training is more being a trainer is more than just having a certification. You gotta have. Let me tell you what, mind. dude. I've talked to people who yeah. have every certification known to man, mm -hmm. and they're terrible. They are. I mean, yeah. just because you can pass a test, but that's doesn't why I, make you a trainer. Exactly. That's why I stopped getting recertified. Exactly. Because I I was going to get recertified multiple. This happened to me more than once, and I literally took over the class. From the instructor, yeah. People turned to me with their notebooks, was asking me questions, making notes because the instructor couldn't answer the oh, questions. Oh, uh, especially asking. Ace and all. I mean, that's like yeah. taking a kinesiology class. Which nothing beats experience, dude. No, been, you know, no. Man, I've been doing this for over thirty years. No, exactly, exactly. You so, mean? I mean, you know, these people come to me and they want to be trainers, and you know, ask me, and I go, number one, I'm gonna tell you what, dude. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's so much harder today. It is. It's so much harder today. Mm -hmm. Because number one, you don't have a client base. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a client base, good luck. Good luck. Because you've got to work for LA Fitness and you're making 
eight dollars for thirty minutes or six dollars. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you know it's you got ludicrous. you got to train people the way they want you to train. Mm -hmm. So you never you, you never develop your personality, your ideology of how you want to do things. Right. So you have to train these people that way. You're never gonna get any results. You see, it's the lot so, of this box. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and so, the little book that they give you. And you're not making any money. No. You're not making any money. So it could be your passion all day long. Right. But you eventually got to go, okay, it's got to be a career. Right. And, you know, I tell people, well, what certification should I get? I mean, it, to me, it doesn't matter. Get a certification. It doesn't matter just if it's... get one. Exactly. Just get one because just, to, just to say that you you're know, legit. Exactly. And then build your client base. You've got to develop every, your own personality. There you go. How you want to do things. Mm -hmm. And you got to go with that. And different variety of clients that you have, exactly. have with different needs. Exactly. Give you and I, I'll tell people. And you're going to make mistakes. I've been lucky. I've never had a business card. I've never. I've never. I've done. I've, I've done no, no marketing. marketing. Not one bit. Yeah. Not one bit. I I, I did a little bit since the the social media came, and I was had, had to be pushed. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no. Well, no see, I'm not a social media guy. This is the first. Either. This is the first thing, anything like this I've ever done. I listen. You know, it, it's great. It's social media is great. It's it's a it's where it is right it now. Is. You and I, are old school. It's not. It's something we have to learn. Yep. On top of, but yep. if we're already busy, in what we're doing, then exactly. You know, but I've never had doing. a business card. I've never, you know, and you know, and Fitz knows. See, I'm very loud, but I'm I'm a lot more toned down now but than I used to be. When you're not here, people know you've been missed. I know, I know. Where's so, John? So my whole deal is, you know, you know, I'm a combination of everything. I'm loud, you know. I can be entertaining, mm -hmm. you know. So I try to. I mean, that's my whole deal. In the, right. I mean, I'm just extremely comfortable in my in my in my environment. Right. You take me out of my environment, I'm still loud. But I'm not as yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's just my environment. It's just what I was. In some ways, I was meant to do this. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and then I agree. You know, and I, I you know, I mean, I went through the whole phase it, it of piercings good. and tattoos oh, like, and right. being wild and being crazy. And it's just hey, we always go to our no, exactly. Man. But in some ways, it's kind of helped my brand, especially when I was really big. And I was really loud. Okay. And then it kind of just attracted people to me. Right. You know. Okay. And so I've I've just I've been extremely lucky. Makes sense. And then Makes what sense. I wanted, and and then this becoming the career that I've chose because well I, I didn't really choose it. It kind of chose me. Chose you. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Um, I got people. There was a few people coming to the gym, and because but when I started, there were no trainers in the gyms anywhere. Like it was unheard of. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was just one of the gym members building my body. And then um, people started come up asking me to train them. I'm like, no, because I was to work corporate, which I was very happy doing. Yeah. And they were like, Can you train me? Could you train me? And I'm like, um, no, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And they kept, they were persistent, thankfully, because it was a great career switch. And being able to work for myself, yep. and being passionate about what about about bodybuilding because I became passionate about it with that. Oh yeah, and um, because I was always a skinny kid. Yeah, you know, growing into adult, still skinny. Yeah, and so even my coworkers at work used to make fun of me how skinny I was. Oh yeah, I can't go to the beach yeah. stuff like that, which didn't bother me because 
I, you know, I'm not the type of guy who person. Even when I was a kid, I, I don't. Peer pressure was like nothing. Exactly. I, like, I call me, way. make fun of me. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna laugh along with you. But I was a little different. But, but I really <laughs> wanted to. I really personally, I wanted to be a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Not because they were making fun of me, but who wants to be skinny? Exactly. Nobody wants to. And be I skinny. just think that you know, and like me, I don't understand how not every man right. doesn't work out a little bit. Everybody, I think it's for everybody. Ex no matter no, what I size agree, you but are, but especially men. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, how do you want to be a fat slob? You got bigger boobs than your wife, mm -hmm. and your gut you can't see. You know yeah. what down yeah, there yeah. because your mm -hmm. gut's so big. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, it just it, it doesn't relate in my mind. And, and it's not hard, dude. No, I, and I'm not saying people got to be like me. No, people it, don't have to be like me. Just go to the gym and just, just do, do something. Try, something. try to be a little healthy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your body is the is one of the few things that you can control. Hey, dude, it's the ultimate self love. Man. Exactly, exactly. Because what the thing is that when you decide to exercise, lift weights, or whatever, it brings in other discipline in your life. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. not just going and lifting weights. No, nope. you know you have to discipline yourself in eating right, choosing better foods, whether it be alcohol, whatever the case may be. You take better care of yourself on all levels. Absolutely. So there's so much. The benefit of doing that is extended. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, even even down to sometimes even the mate that you that you choose because it changes your personality. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You become a better person. Uh -huh. On, on some level, on the next level, I mean, you could. You, I'm not saying that you, you're a bad person, but even if you're a good person, it makes you better. Um, and you know, I find that guys who who work out, even the ones that the meat has that you know so-called people call, are the nicest guys, man. Yeah. When you go in the gym and you start talking to them, they become, well, the gym, the they're gym, in their element. They yeah, love to work exactly. out and they like to encourage then, other people yeah. to work. And in out. most gyms, you know, it's like a family atmosphere, right? I don't care if you're black, if you're white. Doesn't matter. I, you know, in the gym, you can always find some kind of commonality. Right. You know what I mean? And then it spreads. And yeah, and then it's just like, well, to me, being in the gym is just like being on a team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, people don't care what color you are. Right. You know, if you're gay, if you're straight. Earrings, tattoos. It don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, you're all kind of come together. I mean, you, you know... You come into a gym and you don't know anybody mm -hmm. and then you meet one person then you meet two and the next thing you know people you would ne you would think you would never have anything in common with it becomes especially when you're in, in, in this gym exactly mm -hmm. you know i mean you get people come in here everybody's got a different personality right you know when they first come in here everybody feels a little awkward and the next thing you know you you know Having conversation exactly and yeah. then the next thing you know you're really good you're good friends i mean you know you may not hang out outside right. outside the gym together right. but in here you're good just friends. it's it's like yeah. a brotherhood or yeah. a brother sisterhood or mm -hmm. whatever yeah you know and yeah. then you know and i just and i'm gonna go give you credit here that the one thing about gyms like you have mm -hmm. you, you go to la fitness <coughs> It's an F you. It's, it's, it's all about me. Yeah. F you. Yeah. You know, it's all about me. It's about blah, blah, blah on the phone. There's no personality there. No. Yeah. And so you come into a gym like this, and then everybody gets to know each other. Family. Everybody family. has, respects each other. Mm -hmm. You just don't have, you don't have that in these big, big, big gyms. Right. You know, and then again, like you've done, you've made it to where the trainers can make money. Right. And not just the gym. 
Right. Because you go to LA Fitness, you're doing all the work, and they're making all the money. Right. I mean, what? what There's what, no motivation. Where's there. your motivation? Yeah. Where? So well, you know, if I'm a trainer, okay, I'm talking to my girlfriend. Okay, yeah, five more over there. I mean, if I'm making eight bucks, six bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, where you motivate? Who gives a shit? That ain't no money. Right. When they're making sixty bucks. Yeah. So you open a place oh, like yeah, this, yeah. and you make it like I don't know why every trainer in America is not here. At least every trainer is motivated. I'm hoping. Now, if you're 300 pounds and you got purple hair and all that, and right. you know what I mean. This place maybe not for you. No. You know, but you got to be motivated, and you got you know. But if you want to make money, this is the place. this is the place to be. This is the place to be. I mean, you and know, there's everything here that you would ever want. No, without you a can't doubt, can't run out of exercise. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. But yeah, I just don't see why everybody doesn't exercise a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I totally agree, man. You know, I totally agree. because, you know. When they're laying in a hospital and they're getting four stents put in, they probably go, well, maybe I wish I'd have exercised a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? There's always a little bit of regret when you don't, man. Well, they may not ever... For someone who, for people who work out and, and still get sick, they always say, man, if I wasn't working out, can you imagine how uh, worse absolutely. it would be? Absolutely. 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 You know what I'm saying? Even doctors tell people that. Injuries, that kind of, if you didn't work out, how worse it could be. Absolutely. Especially as we get older. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. you know, these men and but the women. Main, the main thing that causes aging is weakness. Absolutely. So if you're strong, even if you're, you're aging, you're yep. still good. You're yep. on the up, you're on the best. I mean, look at Clark Brown. Yeah, Clark Brown Clark, literally exactly. takes he takes a pill for asthma. He's 82 Two years old. He and does no his medication. but he does his testosterone cream. Yeah. He keeps his test levels where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And he's here three times a week. He, well, and he goes to another gym three times a week and does cardio. Oh shit! Oh, he goes to yeah up there to Anytime Fitness up there on Roswell Road where the old Jim Buckhead. But, but you know I call Clark right, Superman. He is Superman. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. That's he, not call him Superman, dude. This guy, Clark Kent. <laughs> this guy. I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he is. I mean, he you is. know, he keeps his mind he healthy. Looks good. He looks his body. You can tell he works out. Yep. Well, 82 year old yep. dude. You can look at yep. it, and he but, has. His, he wears a little tank top. Yep. He does. His, takes his vitamins. Yeah. He eats healthy. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. He gets his vitamin D because he's yep. tanning. Yep. He goes outside. He goes to the. Tr- he goes when he leaves here. He goes to Chastain Park and walks it two or three times. Yeah. You know. That's but, a, that's self love right there, man. But it's Thank also you. why he's eighty two and able to. You look at eighty other eighty-two-year-old people. Don't they're in a nursing home. Right. You know they've got Alzheimer's. They've got All dementia. Drugs. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Clark yeah. Brown literally takes a pill for asthma. Yeah. And his testosterone cream. So what's happening? I'm 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 turning fifty-nine next month, and I t- I got to tell you, man, I have gotten more phone call in the last two years. I just I yesterday I looked in my mailbox and there's um um. A card for um, nursing home. Oh, yeah. They want me to come visit. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck is I going do. on? Like, but you I'm gotta, not old. No. But, you, but you've I'm, been doing this your whole going, It's like me. They're used to people being at my age sick and on medication. I've gotten more phone calls every day. I get phone calls about um, about um, medical coverage and, and this and that. And, and, and like, I'm yeah. ready to retire yeah. and going to. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But, but uh, you know, it's you, crazy. Yeah, it's not supposed to. be But you're this way. sixty going on forty, dude. I feel like I'm I in know. my twenties. Well, but w- 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 whatever. Okay, I may not have the same testosterone like I used to have in my. But 20s. what I'm saying is, but, though, right. it's like me. You know, I'm about to be fifty-eight. I don't feel fifty-eight. No, I don't act fifty-eight. No, you know, you have too much. Energy. The only time I feel fifty-eight is when I work out and my damn body's all broken down. But this, is but, but, but that's something I did to myself, right? 
Exactly. I did that to myself. You could have been. You could have been. There's no doubt. I mean, looking back. Oh yeah. I mean, looking back. But the thing is that you have something. You have knowledge, wisdom that you can teach someone. Absolutely. Well, that's my whole deal now. So you trying to educate. You are a better trainer now because you've learned so much. Absolutely. You know, and you know, for the longest time, I was training competitors. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. training competitors, and the whole deal is educating them not to make the mistakes I made. And that's you know what more is not better. Right. You know, and that's what they're paying you for, man. Exactly. Exactly. Because they look at you and say, "Shit, well, I want to train John because John has been he's he's done this, 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 and this." I am getting more clients now. I've I've seen it. My conversation with clients are different from what it used to be a year ago, and a year before that, because my knowledge base has increased so much. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So. My me as a uh, as a trainer is more attractive to them because of when the the conversation yep. is different. Yeah, you know. So I've, I'm I keep getting better and better every year. Yeah, and the more people that I train is I get better because now that's added more experience. Yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because people have everybody got a different thing going on for, with them, right? Absolutely. And so that becomes. I mean, we're like therapists too, man. Uh, we have many titles. We have many marriage counselor, marriage counselors, yeah, therapists, you know, therapists, yeah. life coach, motivator, motivator. No, absolutely. It's, people and people don't, think that we don't do shit. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, people tell me they think that we just count. Husbands we tell me to, things about their wife. Yeah. That I, you know, because they know right. I'm not going to say a word. Right. Women talk to it's me about their husbands. Confidential. They, they yeah. talk to me about their kids. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's everything. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, in some ways, we're like hairdressers. Sometimes they even ask you, can you talk to John for me, Absolutely. my son, because Absolutely. he's doing this and doing that. Absolutely. I've been there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, become... like my 16-year-old client. I mean, you know, it's yeah. all about, you know. And it's not to say the father can't, but sometimes. No, no, no. It's just, just different. Wanna, it's yeah, different. They want because. They hear, they hear what they prepare. Well, it's, it's like, it's like husband and wife. Mm-hmm. If the husband says something, he can be, it's like me and my wife. Right. I can tell her something about nutrition and she thinks I'm a freaking idiot. Right. You know? But it's the same way with kids and their parents. Right. You know, but when they hear it from me, because I'm outside, mm-hmm. they listen a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. It's the same way with a husband and wife. Yeah. You know, if a husband tells the wife to do something or vice versa, right. they're like, Pfft. but if I tell them, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, one person's drinking too much, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go, look. You know, you need to back that crap off. Right. Or if somebody there in a, you know, marriage problems. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, why don't you try this? Right. You know, and, you know, you got these idiots paying 300 bucks an hour for a marriage counselor. And I'm like, you're wasting your money. Mm. You know what I mean? But anyway, so, yeah, we have well, many titles. Not everybody knows you, John. So the ones people who don't know you have to go to the marriage counselor. <laughs> well, that is true. But they, they know that. I'm talking about my People clients. that you know. Exactly. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Because, um. Yeah, yeah, I don't. We, I don't hold back. Yeah, we're 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 we, and especially at our age, we we have life experience, man. You know, and so I think we have a lot to offer our clients, um, in terms of making their life better. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's good. So so listen, I know we got to end this thing, man. We could talk all day. All day. You know, we're gonna have to do a part two yeah. of this, man. Yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. But. Tell the people, like, if, is there anything you want to, like, share with people, like, 
share with people to let to let them know what they can do differently or to better themselves it's just one little nugget well i mean the biggest thing i tell people you know like if i'm doing something whatever getting my back waxed or whatever you know and there, there, there's this girl that she doesn't she waxes my back and she's mm-hmm. she's a young girl she's a very pretty girl mm-hmm. she's a little heavy mm-hmm. you know so when i go in there i try to motivate her a little bit and try to be positive and go look just you know, start going to the gym one day a week. Just, yeah, just you go know, walk on the treadmill. Just go walk on the treadmill. And then, you know, and then after a while, once you get, once you start doing that two or three weeks, it, maybe that becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And then go, and then do another day. Do something else. Yeah, and then, you know, so stuff like, it's just, you know, get off your butts yeah. and do something. I mean, in the long run, you're going to feel better. And it doesn't matter if you're, what size you are. No. You've been thinking that because I'm overweight is the only time no, you're going no. to do And, you know, you don't have to feel intimidated when you come, come in the gym. the gym, everybody, everybody their first family. day yes. feels intimidated. Right. I mean, I don't care who you are. Right. Your first day in the gym, you're going to feel intimidated. Absolutely. Because it's a new atmosphere. It's a new atmosphere. So, you know, just get in there, you know. Do something. Just start doing something. The simplest because thing you can do, do that. I've got a buddy, prime example. One of my best friends growing up in Texas. Mm-hmm. A, buddy, a buddy of mine calls me. You know, I don't think Andy's gonna make it. Hand an aneurysm. You know, he's, he's way overweight. I've been on his ass for years about losing weight. Mm-hmm. Ends up sur- surviving. Okay. And uh, you know, now he's kind of seeing the light. He's starting to lose weight. You know, the guy makes some. You know, the guy makes f you money. But it was almost taken away like that. Right. Overweight, not taking his blood pressure medicine because he didn't like the way it made him feel. You know, you have to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't abuse your body, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, and I got another buddy, you know, he's going through cancer and, you know, you cannot stop cancer, but you can, the healthier lifestyle you live can at least eliminate some cancers and he's just unhealthy. You know? I believe you can eliminate cancer. Well, to some degree. I think you can prevent yeah. it. Um, and, I'm gonna, and I want to say this on, on tape, on camera. Stress, you, we all have cancer cells in our body. There's no it's doubt about it. It's the stress it. yep. that causes well, there it is to, a to lot activate it. And times. people are stressed from all levels. Oh, yeah. People stress themselves. No, there, you're so very, you're 100% correct on that. Okay. Stress is all. People worry about so much shit. People worry about shit they don't even need to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. People worry about worrying. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So the, the stress level of, of human beings from one human being to the next is just constantly growing and growing and growing. People stress about so much shit. Yep. And that way if you can just get in the gym. nothing to do with them. I man. mean, you don't even have to get in the gym. Just start walking. Yes. Just but, get but out and walk. But that's another thing about exercise. Exercise, cut back, cut down your stress yep. levels. No doubt about it. You know it increases I mean? your testosterone. It testosterone. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many benefits. So many benefits to it. Well, people, I don't have time. That Big, is the biggest bullshit biggest in the world. Bullshit. Because everybody's got an hour. Exactly. I don't care. You know, get even up an hour 30 early. Minutes. Or even 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what? I mean, don't sleep till 8 oh, o'clock. And, oh, and another thing I hear is like, oh, I don't like to work out. You don't like to work out because you're lazy. Exactly. And you're lazy because I mean, you're not just, doing anything. Just do something to work your heart. Something. I mean, you don't have to get you here and lift weights. You don't have here. to get in here and lift weights. No, but get out no. and walk. I mean, mm-hmm. just do something to make your heart healthy. Rubber bands, exactly. do something. I mean, we want to sit here and worry about health care in America. Well, yeah, I mean, the people that are healthy are getting screwed by the people that are unhealthy. And, it's and diabetes is out of control. And the health care is what causing people to get sick. Absolutely. Because they, 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 get, they dwell on it. They know it's there. Well, 
but they know it's there, so they think, oh, I can take a pill. A lot of diabetes, you know, is, you know, if your parents had diabetes, there's a damn good chance you're going to get diabetes. So what's your diet? But it's, but but what 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 why do you think that happened? Is it because it's it's the it's the same habit that's being transformed absolutely to the child? Absolutely, it's not has nothing to do with your physical body. I mean, everybody I is susceptible. I mean, right now with these medicines, well, I we all uh, we all are susceptible to the same sickness. Yeah. Well, but prime example. That's because you're having the, the same attitude. Exactly. Like the medicine I'm on makes me pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. But what do I do? I don't eat any sugar. You know, I what I so monitor. No I'm sugar. Mon yeah. So you know, I have to watch it, but I just but I, I don't eat sugar anyway. So a lady said to me that she has a sweet tooth. I say, well, make an appointment to the dentist and take remove that. Exactly. Sugar. I mean, but sugar's a drug. Sugar's a drug. Cut it out. Cut it, it ain't, out. It's not good for you. Now no. you talking about cancer? Eat a lot of sugar. Yeah. You probably get a form of cancer. But the thing is that then there's just stress eating again. Come back to stress. Yep. The cause and yep. effect. There's so much effect from. Well, the people are just way too addicted to food. See, I'm not a food. I mean, I like food. But, you know, if I'm in a nice restaurant, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. But 90% okay. of the time, I, I eat my normal diet. And, and food is medicine. Exactly. Food is medicine. We need it. Yep. But, but, but we don't. Food should be. Some of, the, some of the things that we yep. call food is not food. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you got garbage food. Garbage you know? food. Yep. It's just literally garbage. Yep. And, and all it means is some company company, some, food, uh, some idea about what people should be eating. And they make it and make it pretty. And it tastes, again, sugar. Oh, yeah. And it tastes good, and so people yep. eat it. Yep. And one of the things that I would eat when I would go to eat is um, is um, don't give me that that menu when it comes to um the cakes and you know that they serve oh, after yeah. every meal. Yeah. They dessert want, menu. So, dessert yeah. menu. I don't even look at. I don't yeah. want to see. It. I don't care. I mean, I'll eat it on Sunday because sugar doesn't make. No. All that stuff doesn't make my mouth. No. I no. don't salivate no. over all, no. any of that stuff. I mean, I'll have my cheat day on Sunday. You know, or something. But I mean, everybody's different. That's just my thing. Right. You know, um, you know, if I, there's something I want to eat, you know, if I want pizza, I'll eat it on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, but during the week, Monday through Saturday, you I'm on it. I'm on it. And one day, one day a week is nothing. No, that's pretty. That's a good balance. Yeah. Well, it's my. You know, and everybody's got different. But that's your way of giving yourself a little treat. Right. You're you not know, saying I'm, that everybody should do that. You're saying that's your way of. Doing yeah. It. But right. you know, when people come to me, I go, you know, look, what I recommend two to three weeks strict as you can be. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you can give yourself a cheat meal and stuff. And then that way, you feel like you've earned it. Got it. You've earned it. Okay. So that way, you don't feel like you're... Because the problem with people in food, they feel like they're being punished. Yes. They're being punished. Yeah. And then that way, if you give them a cheat meal on it's Sundays, like, oh, yeah. that's you, their reward. So out. I'm not being punished. Right. Same way when I was working with competitors. Yeah. You know, now, if you're not doing what I tell you to do, and you're behind, you're not going to get a cheat meal. Right. But if you do what I tell you to do, and you're where you should be, or even further ahead than where you should be, mm -hmm. then you might get two cheat meals. Right. You know, it's all about reward. But you got to work. Absolutely. You know, you got to work. And then so you know, you just too many people have food in their head, mm -hmm. and they feel like it's their own. And number one, I don't use diet. You know, right. I don't. You don't use diet. It's a way of life. Yeah. It's a way of life. So yeah. And diet doesn't mean less food or more. It's no, 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 no. I mean, actually, when you're competing in bodybuilding, you're eating more food. Right. I mean, it's too, like Jay Cutler. I mean, once he retired, he goes, I'm just so glad I don't have to eat like this anymore. Right. You know, because you're, you're feeding the machine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if you're 300 pounds. Because that muscle wants that food. Well, man. you got to. You yeah, got to. You got to feed it. You got to. 
Dude, I mean, we've, 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 we've covered some good stuff, man. This is great, man. We're going to do a part two again, right? No doubt. No doubt. And I'll let you know when we can we, we get um, time we can do that, man, because, yo, we, we, can, we can do another. Well, you know, and, I, you know, we probably went to different directions. I mean, I don't know. But what that's you, what the conversation is no, about. Yeah. And, you know, me, I, I'll talk about anything. I right. mean, I don't, you know, well, I'm an that, open book. That's what it's about. I'm it, an open book, you know, and that's why, you know, anywhere from hormone therapy to competitive I mean, I don't have a problem talking about drugs, yeah. you know, because, I mean, I've lived it. I'm paying the price for it. Mm -hmm. And I try to educate people on it because right. that's the number one problem. I know doctors that aren't educated on it. Right. You know, True. it's just because it's just an alley that, you know, the, the, the number one, the government don't want people doing it because they don't want people living healthy. People, they want right. people being sick. Yeah. They want people dying early. Right. You know, so that way they don't have to take care of them. Right. And uh, so my whole deal is, you know, just trying to educate people and motivate people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because I'm not for everybody. If you want to be lazy, I'm not for you. Right. If you want to come in here and want to be patted on the back after you, you're 300 pounds, you tell me you eat a pizza, you're not going to get patted on the back. No, no. You know, so no. Um, that's my deal. Well, there you have it, people. Mr. John White, personal trainer extraordinaire at here at Fit360. Man, good conversation, man. But I got to end here. So I want to thank you people for tuning in and uh, listening to us. And we got the next one coming up. Come check the gym out. Come check the gym out. Feature Gym's 60. unbelievable. Total training. You know, it's anything you want in here. Yep. I mean, you got All any right. kind of trainer you want. Yep. You know, you got you come attractive in women. Free. You Test got, it out, and exactly. you can walk out and decide you yep. want to be here. Yep. You got That's every fine. kind of facet. No any kind of any you. kind of training you want, you can get it in here. Exactly. The gym's great. It's ultra clean. Yes. You know, good um, people. Good people. You know, and it's just not. It's a, it's a different vibe. It's it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of a kind. Yeah. I mean, you it's walk into an LA Fitness and you walk in here, and it's totally yeah. different. It's one of a You know, I don't have anybody. I mean, you know, not trying to bash LA Fitness. And and independent trainers are absolutely welcome. First, absolutely. First and foremost, if you're an independent trainer, you need to get your ass down here. Bring your clients. Yeah, because, you and know. And grow your business. Come mm -hmm. grow your business. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, man, take care. John. Yep, Fitz. Appreciate it. Here, man. Appreciate it. It was Good a lot more fun than what I was. I mean, I knew it was going to be fun, but. I knew it was a lot more fun than what I thought it was going to be. Right, right, you know right. I mean, right. I, mean so, I'm just not a social media guy, but, you know. It's all right, man. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. Yeah. This is not really, you know, this is more conversation. So it's as if you just don't pay attention to the mic. And oh, absolutely. If you're just talking. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. really what it is. All right, brother, appreciate it. All right, man, appreciate you, man. Yeah, buddy. Cool, cool. Yep.